0: Welcome to another episode of the Father Ted Talk, broadcast here at the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Now here's Father Ted. May is a month for mothers. It's a whole month which is dedicated to our Heavenly Mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it's also a month in which we celebrate Mother's Day. And that's what we are doing precisely today. So on this... Day of the Mothers, we're going to reflect, first of all, upon our earthly mothers and then also upon our heavenly mother. In a way, the mother is everything for a person. This is because, for the most part, who a person is, is due to their mother, their manner of being, the way that they think, what they believe in, what they believe to be good, what they believe to be evil. The mother had so much to do in shaping that, in shaping the person. You can, it's very hard to overestimate the importance of the mother in the formation of a person. Among human relationships, there is none that equals that between the mother and the child. Each time a child is born, a mother is also born. And the relationship between the mother and the child is something which is unique. It is irreplaceable, and it is unbreakable. Nothing can eradicate the sacred bond between a mother and her child. Neither the most painful of circumstances, nor another relationship, not even death itself. For a mother, the child will always be her child. And for a child, The mother will always be his mother. When we're first born in this earth, our mothers are, in a sense, God's providence for each of us. God provides for us in great part through our mothers. A good mother is always a blessing from God and the greatest possible consolation that could be given to us in this valley of tears. She is the one who shows us the way when we stray from it. She lifts us when we fall. She encourages us when we, are, when we fall, when we are discouraged. She sweetens life by turning these thorns into roses. Very often God will communicate his very love to the world and for the world through the souls of the mothers. She has this kind of unlimited, unconstrained love for her children, a love that gives her the strength to renounce her own desires with a smile for the sake of the child. It's a love that allows her to renounce any desire for earthly grandeur, position, success, fame, career for the sake of the child. She dedicates her life to the child so that the child might thrive, so that the child might live, so the child might be happy, and her greatest joy is to see the happiness of her child. And it should be no wonder, then, that when children are in need, when children are scared, when children are in danger, they go to their mothers. The greatest place for a child is the heart of his mother. We've probably all had that experience or we remember, okay, when, when we were scared of the dark, when there was, a, strain, when there was a, um, a ferocious dog, when there was a stranger. We went to our mothers when we were in pain or when we were scared, we went to our mothers. And they brought us that love, that consolation that only a mother knows how to give. It's truly one of the greatest blessings that God can give to us to have a mother of this caliber. But it's a sad truth that at times we're not so fortunate as to have a mother of this level. But one thing that we do have, which everybody has, is the same spiritual mother in heaven, the most perfect of all mothers, the mother who never fails. This mother in heaven is, in a sense, as good as they get. And we ought to fly to this mother as well. So we go to our earthly mother often, when we are in need, so too should we fly to our heavenly mother. The saints talked about this. Saint José María Escrivá, for example, he said, When we were little, we kept close to our mother in the dark alley, or if if dogs barked at us. Now, when we feel temptations of the flesh, we should run to the side of our mother in heaven. St. Bernard of Clairvaux said, in dangers, in doubts, in difficulties, think of Mary, call upon Mary. Or St. Basil the Great, do not be discouraged. Rather, have recourse to Mary in all your necessities. The cure of ours, St. Louis, Saint John Marie Vianney, he said, If you invoke the Blessed Virgin when you are tempted, she will come at once to your help, and Satan will leave you. And St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, she put it very practically, If you ever feel distressed during your day, that happens to us all the time probably, call upon Our Lady. Just say this simple prayer. Mary, Mother of Jesus, please be a mother to me now. I must admit, this prayer has never failed me. And we could just go on and on about this, about what the saints have said about the Blessed Virgin Mary. But why do we fly to her? Why do we go to this Heavenly Mother of hers? Why do we take recourse to her in our moments of need? Why are the saints unanimous about this? We do so for two reasons. A, because she loves us. B, because she's powerful enough to help us. She loves us because she's our mother and she wants what is best for us. And she's powerful enough to help us because she is the queen of all creation. Every time that we crown her image, like actually in this mass we're going to be crowning the statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary with a wreath of flowers. Every time that we crown her, we are recognizing her royal status. She is truly the queen of all creation and the faithful, all of us, we've always seen her as queen. If we look in history we can see that christian art from the beginning has represented her in this royal status as a queen as an empress surrounded by angels seated upon a throne or you might have images like we have here in the sanctuary of mary being crowned queen by her son or even being crowned by the most holy trinity the most ancient of prayers we talk about her as queen we say all the time the hail holy queen There's also a couple Latin prayers that talk about her as queen, the Regina Celorum, the Ave Regina Celorum, or the Regina Celi. In the fifth mystery of the Rosary, we contemplate her coronation of Queen of of Heaven and Earth. And the Magisterium of the Church talks about this in many different places as well, even describing her as the Queen of the Universe. And it's not as if this notion of Mary as queen is somehow a creation of the church or came out of the medieval times. Some saint got carried away with his Marian devotion. No. The idea that Mary is a queen is from the Bible itself. Jesus Christ came to earth and he fulfilled the Davidic kingdom. And in the Davidic kingdom we see that the king, very oftentimes, like his contemporary kings, had many wives. And so the wives would not be the queen of the kingdom of Israel. But the king of Israel only had one mother. And so she would assume the position of the queen. She wore a royal crown. She sat at the right hand of the king on a throne he would stand when she came into his presence. Everybody else, when they came into the presence of the king, they would bow to the king. But when his mother showed up, he stood and bowed to her. She even had the official title of queen mother. So Jesus, like the angel told Mary, is the new David. He is the new King David. He is the one who reigns on the throne of David. And just as the kings of the the of the Davidic kingdom, of the Davidic dynasty, had their mothers as the queen, so too is Mary, the mother of Jesus, the mother of the new David, the queen mother. And as queen mother, she uses that power on behalf of her children. She has this role of royalty in order to serve us. Among the roles of the Old Testament, among the many things that the queen mother did in the Old Testament, one of them was to bring the petitions of people to the king. And we have an instance of this in scriptures in 1 Kings chapter 2, where Queen Bathsheba goes into the presence of King Solomon, and she tells him, I have one small request to make of you. Do not refuse me. And the king said to her, Make your request, my mother, for I will not refuse you. And that's the kind of dialogue that's happening in heaven all the time between Jesus the king and Mary the queen. Make your request, my mother. I will not refuse you. There's a story told about St. Gemma Galgani. She was an Italian mystic, and she was praying for the conversion of a particular sinner, And despite the fact that she appealed to the sufferings of Christ on Calvary, she appealed to his merciful heart, she appealed to his burning charity, Jesus would not give her the grace of that conversion. Finally, Gemma threatened Jesus, saying, Jesus, I'll ask your mom. Imagine saying no to your mom. And then Jesus replied by saying, If that is the case, then I cannot refuse. And sure enough, within an hour, the sinner, the guy showed up and he made his confession. So we need to go to Mary in our needs. We need to bring her our fears. We need to bring her all those worries that we have that are probably more abundant nowadays during this time of global pandemic than they usually are. We need to run to her like the true heavenly mother that she is. Adults need their mothers when they are scared, when they are going through financial troubles, when they are worried about their health, when they are worried about their families, when they are worried about they don't even know what, when they are in need of particular graces, we go to Mary. We go to Mary like the saints have told us. We fly into her arms knowing that she will always be there to receive us. And she will remind us of the words that Jesus said in today's Gospel. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I am going to prepare a place for you in my Father's house. I will come back again and take you to myself. Let's ask that Jesus might help us to grow in trust of our Heavenly Mother so that we might fly with confidence to her open arms, just as he surely did when he was a child here on earth.